Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is David opposing the Matrix. A little late on my Thursday night uh, show, but you don't know that because I'm recording it. And I could be doing it at uh, midnight and you wouldn't know it because I moved the clock. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, what a. This has been a, a pretty interesting year already, and it's only about 10 or 12 days old, man. I'm telling you, it's. Uh, we. Uh, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine. Actually, I was talking to Brian on the phone and um, today, and all of a sudden our call went dead, and we tried to call each other back, and uh, he has T-Mobile, and I have uh, Verizon, and neither of us were able to call out anywhere. I tried to call my wife, who's right next door. Nothing happened. And then it gradually, after about uh, 15 minutes, got better again. But I was wondering, hey, are they making a dry run for the uh, t the 10 days of darkness that they talk about uh, with the coming um, military takeover of the government and everything like that? Uh, I don't know. It was just weird. It really was. I've never had that happen before. I mean, you've had cell phones since they've been out. <laughs> so, you know, go figure, right? Um so I had a choice of what I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, I thought about talking about the, um, oh, let me, let me look here. Oh, about the uh, tainted blood. And I, I'll talk about that Monday or even before then. Um, so I think it's a real interesting subject. And uh, Brian and I were talking today about the possibility of on. Let me let me give you a brief uh, overview here. Um, supposedly, uh, not supposedly, but you heard um, how earlier in the week uh, all the planes are grounded all across the United States and Canada too. I understand uh, parts of it, and in it supposedly was because there was a computer glitch. Well, that doesn't really wash because while while. Well, the the, the um, agencies, uh, the FAA and stuff that that watch over the uh, the air all over the air, you know, the planes and everything. Uh, sorry, I'm tired, folks. It's it's been weird. I haven't been able to sleep a lot lately, um, and that's why I'm kind of a rum dummy. And some of you are probably going, yeah, yeah, that's a good excuse for tonight. But what about all the other nights? Um, <clears throat> I beat you to it. But um, so they were saying it was because of a computer glitch. And, and the, the people that oversee things like the FAA, um, yeah, they're all on one system. Uh, you, I think they're in, under NORAD or something like that um, or some supercomputer. But the, if there's, um, let's see, five or six different air traffic control centers uh, around the country. I think it's a little more than that, actually. And... Um, because of that, uh, each one is, is, they're synced with one another, but each one is uh, autonomous. Uh, if you've ever heard, sometimes you can plug into a plane and they'll talk. <clears throat> you could hear the pilots talking to the tower and stuff like that. And um, and one time I was listening to that and I heard the pilot go, what the hell was that? <laughs> and all of a sudden it cut off. <laughs> and boy, did that pique my curiosity. Either the they saw something outside or the, something was happening to the plane. Anyway, we got where we were going safely. But, um, oh, look at that. I forgot to set up the ticker. Maybe I'll do that while I'm talking to you. Um, 
If I can figure out how to do it. Yeah, ticker, okay. Edit. All right. So anyway, um, give me a chance because, uh, ladies, you, you can attest to this. I'm a man. I can only do one thing at a time. And I'm glad that you gals have put that on us because I've been able to use that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. We talk about child sacrifice tonight. With witnesses and those witnesses folks are basically uh, people that have made videos about it okay so we're not <laughs> I don't have people on here that are SRA victims or anything like that but um, we will be hearing from a couple of people that have uh, been close to being involved in doing it um, have been asked to do it but declined so in upper echelons. How's that sound? Uh, I spelled echelons wrong, folks. I, I think I'm just like one letter off. So. I <laughs> got it right. It was one letter off. Okay. Let's see here. Hey, let's see. Now we can see it. There we go. See on the bottom? Okay. Oh, goodness. Where was I? <sighs> well, anyway, um, we have people in this world that are just trying to change things, uh, change all of God's creation and, and rearrange it and everything else. And, and that is their ultimate goal, of course. And because you and I happen to be made in God's image, we're expendable, according to them. However, they, they're made in God's image unless they're reptilians and they are not made in God's image, um, but they've become the image that they are. From probably a beautiful angel at one time to a, a degradation to a, a fallen angel that looks like a, um, a reptile on two legs, more or less. Um, but anyway, um, so... Yeah, we have these these beings. Uh, they're they're fallen angels in some cases, uh, entities called demons that are are trying to uh, subvert what God has put together. Oh, I hope I hadn't done wouldn't do this tonight, but I'm yawning like crazy. Anyway, um, we'll get through this, okay? <clears throat> and one of the things that uh, you know the it says the scripture says that Satan's like a roaring lion. Roaming the earth, seeking whom he might devour. And when you see a lion, um, like on uh, one of the channels on TV uh, where they show Africa, or, or they might show a cougar in the United States or something like that, those animals always tend to go after the young and the weak, the young and the infirm, so to speak. Um, so... Uh, in human uh, terms, you know, they really don't want to go after the old um, when it comes to sacrifice because uh, older people are going to tell them to go pound salt and are going to fight back, but young kids aren't, okay? Um, and Satan does the same thing. He goes around. So, you know, the, what's going ha happening these days with this child, child sacrifice and, and things is that, uh, and abuse, is that... Um, uh, these people are mimicking their their maker. 
figures. I don't know how many times I gotta say I'm on a radio show. Okay. Anyway, um, I don't know if that was important. If it does, if it was, I'll have to go and do this show another time, but <clears throat> hopefully it's not. <clears throat> anyway. So when you start getting up in the upper echelons, uh, whether it's in Hollywood or if it's in the financial world, um, yes, you get a lot of things, but things are expected of you. And you're gonna we're going to be watching a um, a video uh, tonight by a man uh, named um, oh, what is his name? Oh yeah, Ronald Bernard. Okay, he's a German fellow. And the, the video is in uh, German, but uh, there are subtitles, and there's uh, actually a, uh, a woman that's doing all the um, the translating. So um, it's quite clear what he's saying, and you, you'll be able to hear it. And you can tell the guy's genuine because he starts crying um, a couple of times when he's talking about this, and uh, Satanists usually don't cry. Um, <laughs> so he's not a plant, uh, but y- you'll see. And if you're listening to this, you'll hear. Uh, we're also going to uh, be reading. I'm going to be reading an article about Mel Gibson and um, what he has seen and <clears throat> what he has talked about in Hollywood. And there's another thing I want to touch on because, <clears throat> you know, I talked about how. Maronami. I talked about how, you know, the devil's trying to destroy us and. Uh, Elvis Presley's daughter died today. Cardiac arrest at 54. Folks, did she take the shot? Cardiac arrest at 54? Oh, my goodness. Huh. You know, that's another show I wanted to do. Um, and I will do. I wanted to talk about that uh, fellow that uh, collapsed on the football field and how um, it probably was a shot. But um, anyway... Uh, we'll do this what we're doing tonight. So I might be doing a show tonight, maybe tomorrow and sometime uh, on Monday. So uh, we're going to have a threefer. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. Anyway, I can't believe it. Elvis Presley's daughter died. I think she was about my age. Well, 54. I'm 64, so I'm 10 years older. Um, well, my odds are getting better and better, I guess. Uh, don't get the shot, folks. You'll live longer. Oh, yeah. And the third thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and I'll read an article about our favorite person and the best candidate for Antichrist that ever existed in humankind, Yuval Noah Harari. The Israeli, um, I don't know what you want to call him. What you want to call him? A scientist, a philosopher, uh, um, a religious figure, because he is. He's a humanist, and he is... Uh, He's uh, building up his uh, humanist uh, agnostic or not agnostic, but atheistic religion like there's no tomorrow. <clears throat> so um, anyway, so I want to read an article uh, about what he's planning, how he's trying to subvert humanity and humankind and and uh, actually get us into surrendering our soul to the devil. So um, he hasn't come out and said those words because he doesn't believe in the devil. He doesn't believe in hell. But uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. Folks, I'm going to grab some more coffee. Hopefully, the uh, caffeine will kick in, and 
I'll stay awake for the next uh, 45 minutes or so, and we'll get done with this, okay? Hold on a sec. There's a fellow that Barbara and I watch on TV. He's on uh, YouTube a lot. Not YouTube. Yeah, I guess it is YouTube. And um, he does his show where he tells these stories about Bigfoot and stuff and or creepy things that chase people in the night. And uh, he's down in California, and he... Um, a lot of times he'll go out into the on, into the Sierra somewhere, and uh, with a couple of cans of beer and a little lantern and stuff. And he, it's always around uh, dusk when he goes out there, and he'll sit and talk about these uh, these stories. And it's kind of fun to watch. And it kind of felt like him with but with coffee, you know. And um, I, I would bring a big thermos of coffee out with me if I went out. I'm not really a big beer drinker. I I used to like ale when I was younger, but. It never did me any, it didn't do me any favors, you know. It made me sick and nauseous and uh, if I drank too much and I got a headache the next day. And, you know, that's not really worth it. <laughs> it really isn't. And, and, of course, then I got saved and things are, things turned out better. So let me down this real quick, okay? I just can't do the whole thing. Um, I'll get to rest in a little while before it gets cold. Anyway, yeah, um, Yuval Harari. Then Yuval, if, if you look at, uh, remember, in, in Hebrew, there's no letter J. So Jerusalem is always spelled with a Y, Yerushalayim. Jesus is not Jesus. He's Yeshua with a Y. Um, yeah, uh, there is no Jehovah because that's Yahweh, but... Um, so anyway, uh, so Yuval, you put a, a J or a Y instead of the, um, the J, and it's basically, in, in Hebrew, it's the name Jubal, which was one of the sons of uh, Cain. So, and we know that Cain had a wicked line, so, <laughs> or was a wicked line, so, you know, the, his parents might have had some foresight into what he was going to be about. And... Um, I think yeah, Jubal was an artificer in uh, different kinds of metals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there was uh, Jubal and uh, oh, there I was right, Jubal and Tubal. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, that's enough of that. So let me get into this article about Mel Gibson, and you can't see it because I'm not sharing the screen. I apologize about that, but I didn't have time to set it up, and I wanted to get on the air before it got too late. I'm kind of in a period now where. Um, our older kids and their parents uh, went overseas <clears throat> and they're coming back tonight and they won't get back till about 11. Well, the younger kids we were watching all week uh, for the last seven or eight days and um, they're finally going to bed. So there's going to be a nice real quiet period where the dogs probably are not going to bark and uh, unless they bark at my wife, which they've done before, but uh so maybe I can get this show done once without the dogs barking. So anyway, um, this article is from a, a site called Stillness in the Storm. It says an agent of conscious evolution. So it looks like a new age site. But hey, uh, they're interviewing uh, or writing about Mel Gibson. So uh, this was written or posted on uh, Thursday, January 12, 2023. Wow. That's uh, today. That's really weird because I read this article. Maybe that's just given today's date. I was going to say. Oh, no, here we go. It was posted Sunday, March 29, 2020 by Stillness in the Storm. Um, let's see. 
And the subtitle, Mel Gibson, uh, says the Hollywood elites kill innocent children and drink their blood. You've probably heard this already, but this is just more confirmation of uh, what this guy is going to describe earlier, later on, actually, this Bernard guy. And uh, so it said spread the love, which is, tells me it's giving me the, uh, the uh, opportunity and the permission to, to read this to you. So, uh, And I've given credit where credit's due. So it says, still listen to Storm Editor. Mel Gibson has been suspiciously absent from movies of late. According to his statements, he was likely ousted from Hollywood due to his refusal to go along with their horrific practices with children. The following is a synopsis of Gibson's alleged statements, which seem to indicate he is very much aware of the dark underbelly of our world. That said, we cannot confirm if these quotes are actually from Gibson or not. In our initial research, we didn't find anything that proved that these quotes are bogus. As always, do your own research and exercise personal discernment. Uh, if you find any evidence uh, that proves it or disproves what's below, share it with us in the comments. So, hey, that's pretty fair. We're putting it out there. If you find something that's contrary to it, let us know and we'll fix it. So, you can't get more honest than that. And I, I really do like that honesty. Okay, arts, uh, update, March 30th, 2020. We attempted to debunk the following when we first considered posting it and didn't find anything meaningful. Uh, despite this, this, some claim Gibson never said these things. And as we said, we weren't able to find any evidence that he, that he did. Uh, we did find one site that claims to he never said these things, which you can see here. Uh, and it gives a link, but the evidence they support, they used to support this debunking is lackluster. If you find evidence that it's bogus, again, let us know. And his name is Justin. He signed it. Okay. The Pedogate, uh, movie star blows um, whistle on the entertainment industry pedophile ring. Then a shopping, shocking <laughs> expose, movie star Mel Gibson has blown the whistle on an epidemic of parasitic, of parasites excuse me, who control Hollywood that are involved in child sacrifice and pedophilia. The Lethal Weapons star said that every studio in Hollywood is brought and paid for with the blood of the innocent children, uh, according, or excuse me, adding that the most valuable currency is the blood of babies. <laughs> That's sick. Um, all right. And we got an article here by staff writer uh, January 21st, 2018. While in London, England, promoting his latest role as Daddy Home 2, Daddy's Home 2, Gibson described entertainment industry elites as an enemy of mankind, enemy to mankind, who feast on the blood of innocent children. He said key players in the movie business get their kicks from destroying the sanctuary of children as, the, as they, thriving on breaking every God-given taboo known to man, uh, they have a blatant disregard for the good of people, Destroying people's lives in just a, a game is just a game to them. Uh, the more pain that they cause, the better the thrill. Children adjust sustenance for, to them. Um, they feast on the pain and fear. Of, the younger, the better. Uh, these people follow their own religion and use it for moral guidance. It's not the sort of religious teaching you folks would ever hear ever hear about. Uh, they perform sacri uh, sacred rituals 
that are sick and totally at odds with the moral fabric uh, that binds most patriotic Americans. The worst part, of uh, it's an open secret in Hollywood and everyone wants in on it. That's pretty sick. Mel Gibson appeared on British primetime BBC chat show, The Graham Norton Show. I've seen that show. It's it's weird, <laughs> but it's um, he does have a lot of interesting people on there. Um, I'll be right outward and say that Graham is a, probably an avid homosexual, and he um, has a lot of those on his show. Um, but at the same time, um, Mel Gibson was on there, and <laughs> I think he's about as far from that as... Uh, uh, as far as the Andromeda galaxy is from Earth. Um, let's see. The Graham Norton show on Friday where the veteran actor answered questions from sho- from shocking, shocked guests, excuse me, um, in the green room backstage after his appearance regarding the true nature of Hollywood elites. He explained how he had been blacklisted by Hollywood's controlling Oakley arcs in 2006 for voicing his opinions about the industry that clashed with their liberal agenda. He said that since then, he has been working outside the system. He has given, it has, um, which has given him, excuse me, a fresh perspective saying, it's difficult to comprehend. I know I'm sorry, I know, and I'm sorry that I am the one to break this to you. But Hollywood is an insti- is institutionalized pedophile ring. They use and abuse kids for their own sick spiritual beliefs, if you can even call them that. I don't fully understand it myself, but they harvest these kids for their energy and feast on their blood. They don't do it mercifully either. They scare the sh- scare the shit out of them before they sacrifice them. And folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's um, there's something called adrenochrome that your body produces, and it's only when you're in high-stress situations. Basically, like he says, when you're having the shit scared out of you, uh, your body produces this, and uh, these people drink the blood because it, they, the, the compound adrenochrome helps them to get high, so to speak. Okay, back to the article. The more innocent the child, the more terrified they are, the more they thrive on it, <clears throat> said the Braveheart star. What does that mean? They aren't doing this as some sort of artistic expression. They're harvesting the blood of children and eating their flesh because they think it gives them some sort of force. If the child was mentally and physically suffering when they died, uh, then it gives them an extra life force. I don't understand why they do do that, but that's what they do. Uh, Most of us have a moral compass that guides us uh, through life, right? Uh, Let me break in again, folks, and say that... um, uh, people like Hillary Clinton, who have knocked off several people or had them knocked off. Um, the theory is, and I'm saying it's a theory, but it's probably true because it's a spiritual thing. But um, in that realm, in a satanic realm, when you kill somebody, you you kind of gain brownie points um, and move higher up a totem pole, as you know, for lack of better words. And... Um, and uh, each murder gets you even higher and gives you more status and stuff in that community. So it's no wonder that Hillary can bump off all the people that she bumped off. And I, I use it in plural because I think, I mean, past tense, because I think she's been killed, um, executed. But, um, yeah, so that's that's the theory. The more that you kill 
and the worse the killing that it was, the more and the more blood and gory, bloody and gory it is, the the more kudos actually I guess you get in that kingdom. I don't know. I really don't know how to express it because I it's totally foreign to me. Um, anyway, let me get back to the article again. Sorry, I got a dry throat here. Hold on a sec. Okay, I got all that caffeine down my hatch. Um, these people don't have that, or if they do, talking about the moral compass, it's pointing in the opposite direction. Gibson, who has spent the last 30 years working inside and outside of the Hollywood regime, says that the industry's hierarchy uh, th- thrives on abuse, pain, torture, and stress, and, the suffer- and suffering. According to Gibson... The desire to inflict such abuse isn't limited to just the elite, but only those at the top of the food chain can offer afford such a luxury, although it's the goal of most people in the industry, I guess, to attain that status. Hollywood is drenched in innocent children's blood. The reference to pedophilia and cannibalism have always been there, but for years uh, they for for years they cryptic or symbolic uh, I guess they were cryptic or symbolic there's the word missing um, I was introduced to these practices in the early 2000s and was threatened with serious repercussions should I s- speak it out and I don't just mean my career I mean my life was threatened my family's life would be in danger I can only talk about it now as those people those people uh, those industry executives, they're all dead now. They see the blood of a sexually abused infant as the ultimate prize and say that, it's hard to read, say that it's highly enriching or enriched. Babies are like a premium currency and hold a higher value than anything else you can think of. Um, you can think of diamonds, drugs, caviar, you name it. They are literally trading these kids like currency for favors, movie roles, and kickbacks. And this is why I don't watch anything coming out of Hollywood. Um, yeah, okay. <sighs> I got to take a second, folks. It's it's hard to read this stuff. It really is because it, it makes me sad, but it pisses me off at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense, but anyway. Um. According to Gibson, this perversion isn't just the latest fad, but has been uh, but has been a deep-threaded culture in Hollywood for generations. And this is something popular among both men and women. This isn't anything new and has been taking place since Hollywood was even founded. If you research this phenomena, you'll find lurking in the shadows of every dark era in history, these dark, multidimensional occult practices have been used in secret societies for hundreds of years. Hollywood is being used as a social programming and mind control uh, for their message is being projected into the psyche of the American people, people everywhere. You hear that all the time, folks, about secret symbols being put into movies, um, uh, backmasking, cutting one frame out and putting one little frame in there so your brain can see it, but you can't. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, still listen to Sorum. Why did you post? Why did we post this? 
says pedogate is a popular term referring to endemic pedophilic uh, practices allegedly embraced by the highest echelons of human society, such as politics, Hollywood, high finance, and many other areas. Sorry, I, I put a period there. Um, in other words, leaders, political figures, and men and women of renown appear to be involved in this global conspiracy. But it should be noted that not all persons of prominence are committing are complicit in these insidious, excuse me, insidious activities. Uh, according to some whistleblowers, the practice of entrapping an individual by accepting him, uh, them with sexual misconduct, associating with them with sexual misconduct, called brownstoning, is a well-established practice in political circles. The preceding video, which I didn't see, uh, uh, reveals some of the latest revelations regarding Pedogate, such as uh, criminal rings organized in secret by prominent figures people are quite familiar with. This information is helpful because it dispels the false reality pushed by the deep state, which is per- partially founded on the notion that they can hide their activities through incredulity through incredulity bias. That is, people are less likely to consider Pedigate as real uh, specifically for the degree of malice that it embodies. But with this knowledge firmly in hand, the Stockholm Syndrome of reverence uh, people feel uh, towards their enslavers can fade and a real or a new zeal for freedom and justice can enliven the individual as their illusions about the world dissolve. Interesting. I think we all knew it was going on, but he said it's been going on since Hollywood became Hollywood, you know, and it's so does that mean actors like, um, well, Betty Davis, I could see because she had kind of a satanic personality. Um, but you think of Cary Grant and you think of Jimmy Stewart, you know, were they involved in this? John Wayne? You know? Um, I think we may be surprised if we ever found out the whole truth. So let's see. Let's go back to our, here we are. I can see me again. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Let's see, now we want to, um, or I want to, look at a video. Hold on a sec. Okay. Look at a video of, um, okay, what happened here? What did I do? (laughs) Okay, video clips. There we go. Okay, of, of this gentleman. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Ronald Bernard. Okay. German fella. And uh, was very, he'll explain to you, but he was very, very high up in the um, financial um, financial uh, world. <laughs> and uh, was making some incredible Money for himself and also for the people that he was working for and um, and hiding their crimes, too, for that matter. And he'll mention something about his conscience and um, 
what they told him he had to do to his conscience in order for him to be able to do what he was going to do. So I'm going to go ahead, folks, and uh, take this and put it on here, and we can start watching it, okay? And um, and after that, there's a, that article about Yuval Harari that I want to look at and examine a little bit, okay? So here is uh, Mr. Bernard, okay? But then at some point, I was invited, which is why I'm telling you all this, to participate in sacrifices abroad. That was the breaking point. Children. You were asked to do that? Yes. And I couldn't do that. Would you like to stop for a moment, by the way? No. And then I started to slowly break down. I live through quite a lot. I got to work on this because it sounds like it's 33 minutes into uh, into the video. And I got to figure out how I can go in and fix that. I don't want that. Huh. Hold on a second. I'm. No, I guess notice that's the beginning. All right, now what do I do? <laughs> I love this. I love new software. Okay, so let's continue with this film. But then at some point, I was invited, which is why I'm telling you all this, to participate in sacrifices abroad.
Dat was het breekpunt. That was the breaking point. Kinderen. Children. You were asked to do that? Yes. And I couldn't do that. Would you like to stop for a moment, by the way? No. And then I started to slowly break down. I lived through quite a lot as a child myself and this really touched me deeply. Everything changed. But that is the world I found myself in. Ronald, you have a very strong background in the financial sector, asset management, deposit trading. As far as I understood, can you tell us something about your experiences? For how long did you work there? Well, my experiences are more complicated than what you mentioned just now. Actually, I have been an entrepreneur my entire life, independence being the key component to me. I have once tried being an employee, but that didn't work out. Being an entrepreneur, I have seen many sectors, amongst which I have experienced the financial world. All my other companies as an entrepreneur, like my own fashion line for ladies, car dealership and also import-export had me involved to such an extent with building up my own fortune. It inherently guided me into the world of finance. Working in import-export, you encounter different currencies and you have to go to the exchange to trade through brokers. And one of the brokers said at some point, Ronald, I've been looking at your life for a long time and you are always busy. You earn money, we know, but what is your goal? And I replied, the only goal I have as an entrepreneur is to earn as much money as I possibly can. Because, the more money I have, the quicker I can retire, be free and of course have status. Basically everything you want in this society or at least, that's what I thought back then. So the broker said, in that case, stop what you are doing now, stop with all those companies and just start dealing money, go into the financial world. And that is the beginning of that situation that is connected to your original question. The broker had a place in the exchange market and he dealt in currencies, deposits, so trading in assets to make money out of differences in interest rates and that involved the aforementioned asset management. Those three aspects together formed the interested package I said yes to. He said, all right, you can take my place here, I'll train you, introduce you into the network. But in exchange I want 10% of your annual earnings. So he basically sold me his spot in the financial world and asked a 10% commission which I paid him. 
I said, yes, fine with me. Then he replied, there is one thing you need to know, if you can't put your conscience in the proverbial freezer, and I don't mean on minus 18 degrees, but on minus 100 degrees, then don't get involved in this. That was the message, you want a lot of money, you can obtain that, I can help you, but it comes at a great cost, because you cannot do this with a clear conscience. So putting your conscience in the freezer was fitting in as a starting point? I was partially already used to doing that out of self-preservation. So to put my conscience in the freezer was not an impossible task to me. Which meant that slowly I build up a customer base. And as I improved my skills within the network, I got deeper into the financial world. And then it turns out the world is really small and you keep noticing that. Even when I was still working in import-export dealing in grain and such, you notice it is just a small circle. And if we talk about the hardcore circle in the financial world, I don't mean Miss Jean at the bank but the big global flows of money which you use for trading. And many banks, who do the currency exchange, get certain assignments from clients, which they can't get away with easily. Then the need arises for people like me, who were the straw men where big money flows are involved. We used certain financial constructions, international legislation, to move money in such a way making everything okay. As straw men, you got invited to a bank, for example, in Germany's, with basements full of trucks filled with money. And then you think, sure, trucks, transports, a busy company, come with me, then they show you they are all filled to maximum capacity with dollars. And they tell you we need to get rid of all this cash. So change them pounds, German marks, this, that, in such way and it needs to go there and there. Everything you want to know about the world, you can know by following the money. That is the bottom line. Everyone can say blah, 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 but make sure you follow the money, then you'll find the truth. Everybody thinks there are opposites like good and bad guys in the world. But on the higher levels, it is just a game and they are all working together. However, they do have to stick to the rules and regulations they themselves have created to keep the rest of society suppressed and make sure that it will not be too crowded at the top. So you have to play by your own rules.
So what is going on there is to make sure that nobody can trace you, apart from the elite themselves. Nobody in lower ranks can find out what really happened. Compartmentalized, that's how we call it. Yes. Everyone knows only his own little piece. Only the elite knows what is happening. Yes, but because we were doing the dirty work, we had to know a lot. Because we couldn't afford to make any mistakes. How high in the pyramid did you get? Were you close to the top of the pyramid? Well, we were communicating with them. My ego would have loved it when I got to this position of belonging to the top itself. Nowadays we still talk about 8,000 to 8,500 people in the world who run the entire world. It would have been amazing to get into such a position back then. All right, but if we say the top knows 100%, can you estimate how much you knew and understood of what happened? In my work, I had to know 100% of what was going on. There was no other way, because of the interests of the people involved were huge. Especially for the top. If I wouldn't know all the details, I would end up making mistakes. Which would cause a spin-off, because those mistakes would be detected. Then the people that don't know anything about it would interfere. We are talking about having nerves of steel to function at this level. So did you have nerves of steel? Yes, it worked just fine. The freezer worked very well for you. Yes, I played at the highest level for about five years. And then it was totally over, out and done with. That was a very intense moment for me. That happened suddenly? Well, no the thing is... I gave a small example of what was involved. So, in this case, currency exchange, dollar to something else. Deposited in a safe manner and managing assets well, so it could grow to rate of return, leading to reinvestments with the money. The level I played at in those five years, and that didn't happen overnight, you need to earn your place. I am skilled at connecting the dots, information in order to achieve a full picture of all the things involved op een bepaalde manier met elkaar te combineren. Waardoor need to be taken into account within the playing field. rekening mee moet houden binnen het speelveld. Which is a very detailed process. You stand out when you are gifted in this. This is the reason I was trusted with the full 100% of the information where it concerned my jobs. So, I didn't know about everything they knew, but everything that I needed to know regarding the case I was working with colleagues, I was often put in the leading role, because I kept a good overview of the situation. You're good at making quick switches. Yes, and I was good at innovative thinking to solve the problem. I had fun creating solutions in such a way to always stay ahead and outsmart them. 
staying within the rules of the game but playing around with them to make everything match up. I love that game. However, on the other hand you had a great amount of responsibility and you learned more and more about the real world since through the financial world you learn all of the actual truth. So you say all, in what regard? Well your clients give you glimpses of how the world really works. In hindsight, I still didn't know everything. But I did know a lot, because my clients were banks who didn't want blood on their hands. But within those banks there always is a number of people who know damn well what is going on. So, like 1% within a bank knows the truth of the matter regarding the happenings within the world. which is not surprising, considering they are involved in the flows of money, those are your clients. You also have governments to deal with, multinationals, you have to deal with secret services, and what they now call terrorist organizations. You get all of the groups that are involved with the big money as clients, then you start seeing the connections, so, they might be compartmentalized as you just mentioned, regarding knowledge, but because I am in the middle I see how they relate to another, you see the money coming from this place, then going to that place, etc. You keep gaining information and thereby, an overview of what is really going on. So do you have to serve and keep all of those groups happy, including terrorist organizations? You were trying to keep everybody happy? Yes. My God. That was my job. Keeping all the balls in the air. Yes, indeed. So one of the things that I found out, I did not know that before, but now am I do, is about secret services. You think they are there to serve and protect a people, country, etc. But they actually turn out to be the criminal organizations, to be more precise. The system is heavily so. We are talking about financing wars, creating wars, so basically creating a lot of misery in this world. So, lots of conflict. And then I think to myself, if only people knew what the world is really like, secret services will stop at nothing. Nothing. But they also have their flows of money, because if they are trading in drugs or weapons or, for that matter, people, all that money has to go somewhere. Everything has to be financed. You say if, but you could confirm they are doing this? All of them? All of them? So the entire world as we think we know it, is just an illusion we believe in which is something you find out in this line of work and where it all went wrong for me, to put it that way. Right, you mean, finally that is. In hindsight, yes it was for the best but, my freezer started to malfunction.
There were things happening. For example, I went to a different trade market and one of my colleagues there said, Ronald, you remember that case with the Italian lira? I sometimes mention that during talks as well. Do you remember those deals in which we did massive dumping of the lira, which reduced the value of the currency? which caused a company in Italy to be hit in such a way, they went bankrupt. And then you hear at the exchange, you remember that successful deal with the lira? Yes. And then they say, did you know that the owner committed suicide and left a family behind? Things like that. And back then we laughed at it. Altogether, all of us, we looked down on people, mocked them, it was just a product, waste, everything was worthless trash, nature, the planet, everything could burn and break. Just useless parasites. Just as long as we met our goals, as long as we were growing, many of my colleagues ended up drinking or using drugs. Not me. Maybe I should have. Or not. No, in hindsight, it was for the best and I'm happy to still be alive. However, all those horrible things started to eat at me. Can you give an example? Because I can sense a lot of terrible things happen to you. Yes. It is difficult for me to talk about. I can feel that. But only whatever you wish to share is all right. Yes. I only talk about things I want to tell. But it does evoke lots of emotions and with my conscience not being in the freezer, it touches me deeply. Yes, I feel the same way. All right. Can you tell me the worst thing that has happened that caused the tipping point in your situation? Well, that was the beginning of the end. You get so deep into these circles. And you sign a lifetime contract, not with blood or anything, to never disclose names of companies, organizations or people. I think that is why I am still alive. You have to stick to it. If we are talking about the worst things that I have experienced, I just told you about things that made the freezer glitch. My conscience started to show itself. Let's put it this way. I was training to become a psychopath and I failed. I did not complete the training and didn't become a psychopath. My conscience came back and the most difficult part for me was, because I had such a great status there, I was a success. I was trusted with the people playing at this level.
To put it carefully, most of these people followed not very mainstream religion. So, you have Catholics, Protestants, all sorts of religions. These people, most of them, were Luciferians. And then you can say, religion is a fairy tale, God doesn't exist, none of that is real. Well, for these people, it is truth and reality, and they served something immaterial, what they called Lucifer. And I also was in contact with those circles, only I laughed at it because to me they were just clients. So, I went to places called Churches of Satan. So now we are talking about Satanism. Yes. So, I visited these churches, just as a visitor, dropped by. And then they were doing their holy mass with naked woman and liquor and stuff. And it just amused me. I didn't believe in any of this stuff, and was far from convinced if any of this was real. It was just a spectacle to you. Yes. In my opinion, the darkness and evil is within the people themselves. I didn't make the connection yet. So I was a guest in those circles and it amused me greatly to see all those named women and the other things. It was the good life. But then at some point, I was invited, which is why I'm telling you all this, to participate in sacrifices. Abroad. That was the breaking point. Children. You were asked to do that? Yes. And I couldn't do that. Would you like to stop for a moment, by the way? No. And then I started to slowly break down. I lived through quite a lot as a child myself and this really touched me deeply. Everything changed. But that is the world I found myself in. And then I started to refuse assignments within my job. I could no longer do it. Which made me a threat. I was no longer capable of functioning optimally. My performance started to shake and I had refused tasks. I had not participated. The purpose of the whole thing, eventually, in that world, is that they have everybody in their pocket. You need to be susceptible to blackmail. And blackmailing me proved to be very hard if I look back on it. They wanted to do that through those children. And that broke me. Is that, you are not telling me something new, what they also do in politics? If you Google this, you'll find enough worldwide witness accounts to know this isn't a Walt Disney fairy tale.
Unfortunately, the truth is, that worldwide they have been doing this for thousands of years. I once studied theology and even in the Bible you find references to these practices with Israelites. The reason the first ten tribes were banished to Babylonia was because of these rituals with children, including the sacrificing of children, so this is pertinent, all this made me believe, because I realized there was more to life than meets the eye, there is a whole invisible world, it is real, you really do talk about a dark force and a manifestation of light. So, I resorted to studying theology to make sense of it all. And psychology as well if I remember correctly? Yes, but that I did in my first life. Because through commercial psychology, mass psychology, I was able to manipulate situations for my own benefit. That is scary, because if you dig into that you find Tavistock Institute and Mind Control, MKUltra, Monarch and the like. Yes, that is correct, but that was all part of the job. Through training at the job, I got into that more deeply, because when you are making deals, you also need to manipulate the media. You have to manipulate lots of things because nothing can be seen as it is. Everything has to appear to be something different. You see the people as a flock of sheep. You put a couple of border collies and drive them in a direction. And to be honest with you, I still see that happening around me. People are still, through the systems and methods that we ourselves use to use, being treated in that same way and it still works. People still don't understand how it really works and are still on the level of as long as I have my beer and whatever, completely self-absorbed, also a survival mechanism. I mean it is the program after all. But you still see how stupidly easy it is to put people in a certain direction, when you are the one pulling the strings that is. Mass psychology. Yes, and later, much later, in all those studies and discoveries, I found a document which they are claiming is bullshit of course, the Protocols of Zion. And nowadays I recommend everyone to read the whole of that incredibly boring document, just work through it, read it though. We are also talking about Zionism. Yes, of course. If you read the Protocols of Zion, and really study them and understand, then it is like reading the newspaper of the daily life. How from their position of ultimate power, and ultimate it has literally become. But that is only because the people don't stand up for themselves. 
they don't realize what reality is. And we have all been programmed. If you dare to say you are against Zionism, then you are branded an anti-Semite. The negative, you can say evil, the Luciferians, the Satanists, whatever you wish to call it, it is a real entity. I have found that what is written in the Bible, and not just the Bible, you can find it in so many books. There really has been a moment of separation from the manifestation of light, in which a group went their own way and are carrying an intense hatred, anger. The people who do not underestimate the severity of this are but few. Because this is an all-annihilating force that hates our guts, it hates creation, it hates life, and it will do anything to destroy us completely. And the way to do that is to divide humanity. Divide and conquer is their truth. Humanity is a manifestation of light, that is the true creation. As long as you divide them based on political parties, skin color, you name it, then you, from a Luciferian point of view that is, suppress the full capacities of your enemy their full power. They can't stand up for themselves. Because if that would happen, the Luciferians would lose. Then this monster, the greedy monster would disappear. I tell people about this old American general who puts an entire room of people in the dark. The eyes adapt to the darkness, but you can't see a thing. The general doesn't say a word and suddenly he flicks on a lighter, one little light. And due to the prolonged darkness, you experience a manifestation of light from a single point and everyone can slightly see each other again. And then he says, that is the power of our light. Beautiful. Unite. Unite. Come together. And this entire shit story ceases to exist. That's how fast it could happen. But that is easy for me to say now. But then I was in a period of my life in which I was crumbling down. Could you tell us something specific about that? How did that happen? Because you were invited. I started to refuse assignments. My conscience came back after the request involving the children and I started to refuse more and more. I had a conscience and I couldn't function anymore. But you did still show up at work after that? I didn't really have a choice. I had my own business with several offices and employees. 
Everything was still rolling. It must have been hard. Yes, it got very hard, all the tensions. So, on the one hand you are playing with money on a high level, in which you can't afford to make mistakes. Otherwise everything falls down at once. Your entire business is ruined, everybody involved, including yourself. Then you are really screwed. So that brings a lot of stress, fracturing in the resurfacing of a conscience. I was warned off when I got into this, don't do it if you can't put your conscience at minus 100 degrees in the freezer. And you probably realized that then? Yes, I heard myself laugh at it back then, but it wasn't a joke at all. I totally did not understand where I really got into. And your proverbial freezer was switched off? Broken. I couldn't do it anymore. So, I tried to work through it, keep up appearances. I didn't know how to get out of this. I was trapped as well. Everybody was trapped. This all led me to crash completely eventually. My body just simply stopped. The first thing I saw was my mother crying at the intensive care. You ended up at the IC? Yeah, I really shut down. You had literally crashed? Yes, yes. At that time I didn't believe in anything, not I can still recall how I saw, from that corner, I was looking down upon myself, I saw how they were working on me. You had a near-death experience. Well you could call it that. I have seen I am not my body. I'm in my body. But I am not just my body. I have seen them working on me. And later on, I've been reluctant to talk about it for a long time. I really talked about it much later. But when I did, I had researched so many things already and started to believe. I was starting to better understand the spiritual and the material. At that point, this intense experience got its own place. The realization that I'm not my body. It's just a vessel. So, I lived through all of that, but I also needed a long time to recover. Yes, of course. Yes, I was a train wreck. Complete wreck. I was completely burned out. I had crashed and the body needed a year to recover. Because, I don't really want to get into it now but in those circles, I got tortured physically during my exit time. This was in order to make sure I would never break the contract of secrecy. So, I was taken for a certain amount of time, I was treated. All those factors together, just increased the stress I was experiencing. Literally running full speed towards my own end. Do you mean abductions? As well call it, 
or programming. No, they exposed me to certain types of torture. That makes sure you'll never damage anyone in that world. I didn't realize that back then, so this is all from hindsight. It did all happen that way. So the end of my first life was so extreme that I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't handle it anymore, in no way. However, my mind power was so strong that it only happened with and to my own body. That was, well, I didn't know what to do anymore. There were no options left for me. So that is why sometimes I think, of course that is not true, but I wish, like so many colleagues, I had taken the drugs and alcohol route, at least my end would have been more gentle, because most of them are just dead by now. Even though I know there are more strawmen walking around, there are little still alive whom I knew back then. Most of them are already gone. Well I was dead too, but I'm still here. So, you still have something left to do? Yes, I suppose you could say that. Wow. What did you think about that folks? Wasn't that incredible? I don't know about you. I'm, I'm the older I get, the more emotional I get. And when I saw him start to break down, you know, and, and cry, I just, I totally related. Not that I would had been through what he'd been through, but, but just that he, um, <clears throat> a man with um, a great deal of humility. Now, the way I want to put it, and. Um, He's been broken, but he's been put back together. He doesn't mention anything about uh, faith or anything like that, but I think that uh, he, if he would have been allowed to go on, and uh, if he does have other videos, that would be interesting to watch. But um, anyway, it kind of gives you an idea what uh, they're into, and they're not beyond doing anything to uh, keep their way of life secret and to basically rape the planet Earth, <laughs> okay? It's an interesting scripture in Revelation. I don't know exactly where the address is, but a short little blurb, and it says, God will destroy those who destroyed the earth. And when this man was talking, he says, they don't care about it. You know, they don't care about the earth, the environment, or anything else. You know, they just want their power, their power and their money. And uh, what a sad state to be in, you know, it really is. The The... The peace and comfort that me and I feel, and probably many of you, and Brian and others, my wife and others, that we feel with our, not just having the religion of Christianity, but having a relationship with the God of the universe really helps to make everything that we see, hear, experience every day, it tends to make those things a lot easier, and it makes life a lot easier to go through. I hope this guy found it. Or that he will find it. If I could find his address, I'll write to him. But um, anyway, uh, pretty interesting. 
I was mulling over the idea of um, not talking about Yuval Harari tonight. Um, simply with time restrictions, I found myself getting very tired watching that video. And um, not that it was boring or anything, but I've been tired. And I, I'm, I'm almost convinced that um, the sickness that my wife and I had about a month and a half ago, two months ago, might have been a variant of the COVID. I don't call it a virus, but of COVID, and that we're now we're going through um, long haulers. So, because we're both constantly tired all the time, can't get enough sleep, and um, get worn out really easy and stuff. So, I think that maybe that has something to do with it. But um, I know that we'll get better and heal a lot better than we have been already. So. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put that off if that's okay with you folks. I hope it is because I'm, I'm going to do it and, um, I'll save it for another show. Okay. Um, when I come back, uh, between now and Monday, I'm going to talk about the young man that, uh, on the football field that, um, that, that, uh, fainted and actually had a cardiac arrest and how I, my opinion is that. It wasn't what the press is saying. It wasn't uh, that cario thing that uh, very rarely happens to people. Um, No, I think that he had a blood clot. No, he hit the ground at dislodged, and then when he stood up, it uh, it went into an artery that uh, fed his heart, and uh, that it caused him to his heart to stop. Um, I think that we'll find out in the future that he's got a lot of damage to his heart. Um, which uh, a massive coronary would have done. I don't think he's going to be playing football anymore. I mean, I hope I'm wrong because I know that's his love and that's his uh, his ambition. And uh, I hope he's able to, to continue with that. I really do. I'm not a big football fan, but, you know, that's the guy's life. And I'd like to see him be able to go at it. And um, I just feel bad that the coach uh, and and I don't know who else um, in that uh, franchise, that football franchise, um, forces players to take that shot. So I think as we go on season after season now, um, and in between seasons too, we're going to see a lot of people falling to the ground just like this man did. And and I don't think that a lot of them are going to be very successful in getting back up. So... Yeah, we got uh, a lot of people to thank for that. We got Fauci and uh, Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hell's not hot enough for Bill Gates. I know he doesn't believe in hell, but uh, he's going to get. Um, he's going to made to be made to believe when he he finally meets his the end of his days and and goes there. So, well, folks, I'm going to go ahead and ca- not cash it in, but. <laughs> end it here and um and we'll continue with something else on uh tomorrow or saturday probably not saturday maybe sunday anyway um folks uh, like i always do say the um this prayer over you may the lord bless you and keep you may he make his face rise upon you and be gracious unto you may he watch your going out and you're coming in you're rising up and you're lying down May he give you the peace that passes all understanding. Baruch Hashem HaMashiach Yeshua Baruch Hashem Adonai. Blessed be the name of our 
Lord Jesus or Yeshua, blessed be the name of the Lord. So with that having been said, folks, good night, good morning, depending on what time you're watching this. And uh, catch you on the flip side. Good night, y'all.